You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.bogosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.bogosity.tv now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of April 22nd, 2018. The podcast that's not too busy singing to put anybody down. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's disapparate the news of the bogus. So here's another horrible piece of legislation going through Congress, the Clarifying Lawful Overseas Use of Data Act, or CLOUD Act. And despite the fact that the title of this bill just claims to be clarifying, it gives the federal government sweeping new powers to spy on its own citizens. As the law currently stands, information can only be shared between the U.S. government and foreign powers if it's vetted by the DOJ and gets approved by a federal judge. But the Cloud Act would bypass all of that and allow the Attorney General and the Secretary of State unchecked power over our global digital lives. Laughably, this is being hailed as a consumer rights bill, but in reality it eliminates some of the few rights we have remaining in this area. The government will have completely unchecked authority to exchange our private data with foreign nations without having to justify it to Congress, to a judge, to anybody. It would also mean that U.S.-based companies would have to turn over our data to foreign powers, again, without being vetted by any U.S. authority. Yeah, it's clarifying. Clarifying that they're a bunch of psychopathic tyrants who just want to control us. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Twins. Another terrible bill, this one in Georgia, but which other states are looking at as a possible model. It's the Unauthorized Computer Access Bill. If it passes, other states will likely look at passing similar legislation. It's supposedly there to secure our voting data, and we've talked before about how vulnerable that is. But that's just not what the bill does. Security expert Robert Graham wrote an open letter to the Georgia governor urging him to veto the bill. He wrote, 
The cybersecurity community is nearly unanimous that SB 315 will make cybersecurity worse. It does not help in prosecuting foreign hackers who target Georgian computers such as our election systems. Instead, it prevents those who notice security flaws from pointing them out, thereby getting them fixed. This law violates the well-known Kirchhoff's principle that instead of secrecy and obscurity, that security is achieved through transparency and openness. That the bill contains this flaw is no accident. A security researcher noticed a Georgia state election system had made voter information public. Those in charge decided that it was better to prosecute those responsible for discovering the flaw rather than punish those who failed to secure Georgia voter information. Hence this law. Not much else to say on this one other than to hope that the governor listens. But this is what we see over and over again. Government wants to paper over the appearance of problems instead of actually solving them, especially when it embarrasses them specifically. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. And just when you thought it couldn't get any more ridiculous, can you imagine someone being arrested and facing criminal charges for visiting a public website? That's what happened to a 19-year-old Canadian when he visited Nova Scotia's Freedom of Information portal, who is now facing 10 years in prison, and prosecutors are even thinking about additional charges. Journalists were surprised when the FOI portal was taken offline on April 5th, and were even more surprised when they couldn't get a reason why from internal services. A week later, they finally said that their security had been breached, and they hadn't told people at the request of the police who were investigating. Much to the surprise of Halifax police, who said they never even made such a request. In fact, they clarified that Nova Scotia's protocols for a privacy breach say that the public is supposed to be informed as soon as possible unless the police specifically tell them otherwise. This breach was apparently the access of 7,000 publicly available documents from this public portal. The issue, or so they claim, was that 250 of them wrongfully contained unredacted personal information. Despite the fact that this is nothing the 19-year-old did or could have even known about, government officials called it a vulnerability and said the teen was exploiting it. Yes, they called him a hacker. What's weird is that they're charging him with 7,000 counts for every single document, even though only 250 of them hadn't been properly redacted. 
They also say the teen hacked the site because he wrote a script, but all the script did was make it easier to get the publicly available documents. Each URL ended with attachment RSN equals 1234, with 1234 being the document number. The previous document will be 1233, the next one will be 1235, and so on. No prizes for guessing how to get document number 1236. Yes, that's all the script did. Increment the number to update the URL and make the request to retrieve the new document. There was no attempt to get any information that wasn't publicly available and nothing in the laws of Nova Scotia or Canada place any sort of limitations on how many of these public documents someone can download at one time. If some of the documents weren't properly redacted, or some non-public documents were made publicly available, then that is the fault of the government and no one else. Like the previous story, this is blatant scapegoating from a government that doesn't want to look bad. And not only that, it flies in the face of the whole concept of freedom of information. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to stamp a sell-by date on this week's Biggest Bogan Emitter. We've talked about the importance of security and privacy, and how one important key to it all is keeping your computers and other devices up to date. In the past, we've thrown brickbats at some Android manufacturers who haven't been doing that, and praised the ones who gave their consumers updates in a timely fashion. Only now, as Security Research Labs has discovered, a lot of these manufacturers, including some very big names, have been lying, claiming that the device has been updated when it hasn't. It's this sort of thing that makes me want to grab an AK-47 and go nap violation all over these guys. Researchers examined 1,200 smartphones from over a dozen vendors to see how well they had been patched, but they found that not only had many of them not been patched, the date of the last patch had been updated to make it appear like this had happened. Quote, Sometimes these guys just change the date without installing any patches. Probably for marketing reasons, they just set the patch level to an almost arbitrary date, whatever looks best. 
Google releases patches every month for its Android operating system, but it's up to vendors to incorporate those patches into their products and deliver updates to consumers. But when they looked at phones that had supposedly been updated, particularly with important security fixes released in 2017, they found a lot of them had been lacking. The best ones with 0 to 1 missed patches were Google, Sony, Samsung, and Wiko Mobile. Missing 1 to 3 patches were Xiaomi, OnePlus, and Nokia. Missing 3 to 4 patches were HTC, Huawei, LG, Blackberry, Asus, Lenovo, and Motorola. And the worst, with 4 or more missed patches, were TCL, Alps, Oppo, and ZTE. The good news is, the researchers found that exploiting an Android device that wasn't up to date is still hard. Generally, Android devices are compromised by exploiting multiple bugs in tandem, meaning this only becomes a real issue once the device is several patches behind. But that was the case with quite a few of them. SRL has developed a free app called Snoop Snitch, which you can get on the Google Play Store and which can tell you for certain how recently your Android device was truly patched. So all of that makes those Android vendors this week's biggest bogan emitter. If you're going to shop online, use our special links to shop at Amazon. Clear your cookies and go to Amazon.Bogosity.tv, and you won't pay a penny more for your purchase. If you haven't used the mobile app in the last 12 months, or even at all, go to get5.bogosity.tv on your phone or tablet and get $5 off your order of $10 or more. Go to prime.bogosity.tv for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime and enjoy thousands of movies and TV episodes, borrow Kindle books, and get unlimited two-day shipping for free. And speaking of Kindle, go to kindle.bogosity.tv for a 30-day free trial to Kindle Unlimited, read over one million books, and listen to thousands of audiobooks on any device. You can go to music.bogosity.tv and get a free 30-day trial of Amazon Music Unlimited with access to Amazon's entire library of 10 million songs, ad-free and with unlimited skips, and even download to listen offline. All great ways to help this podcast simply by shopping at Amazon. And now let's rasterize this week's and this week it goes to a self-cleaner, an environmental activist who protested fossil fuels by burning himself to death. The charred remains of 60-year-old gay rights lawyer David Buckle were found early Sunday in Prospect Park in Brooklyn. In his suicide note, he said he was burning himself as a metaphor for the destruction of the planet. He said he hoped his death was honorable and might serve others. You know, I think it will, just not in the way he was thinking. Generally, the idea of protesting with self-conflagration is that you do it visibly, in front of others, or even a camera. This yo-yo didn't even live stream it. So it's not getting much attention, and there's no chance of it going viral because there's nothing to go viral. Idiot. Considering that he did this to himself, I'm not considering this a tragedy. If anything, it's a minor cleansing of the human gene pool. So that's why we award David Buckle, albeit posthumously, this week's Idiot Well, that wraps up this Shrink I Wanna Kill edition of the Bogosity Podcast. 
Come join the discussion at forum.bogosity.tv or discord.bogosity.tv and feel free to send a question, statement, news article, or rant in text or audio to podcast at bogosity.tv. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please donate using the links on the website or the QR codes in the thumbnail, or support Shane DK on Patreon or Maker Support to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and without ads or promos. Thank you for listening. Next Sunday is the fifth Sunday in the month, and that means no podcast next week, so we'll be back in two weeks. Until then, here's a quote from Oscar Wilde. Selfishness is not living as one wishes to live. It is asking others to live as one wishes to live. And unselfishness is letting other people's lives alone, not interfering with them. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial Notary 4.0 International License. Want answers to creationist claims against evolution? Would you like to know more about evolution yourself, or even engage creationists more directly, with actual peer-reviewed sources to back you up? My book, How Evolution is Scientific, is designed to show the basics of evolutionary theory and how it is so well supported using the scientific method. It's impeccably sourced, with references to the actual scientific material, and is arranged using the creationists' own criteria of what is scientific. Using their own arguments against them, see how evolution is scientific, but creationism is not. Based on observations, accurate predictions, logic, and evidence. Get answers to common creationist claims, and even a primer on abiogenesis, the start of all life. It's all in my book, How Evolution is Scientific, available at Amazon, and on Kindle, EPUB, and PDF as well. Get How Evolution is Scientific and never be taken in by creationists again.